praise Him and glorify Him as though every Goliath, your biggest of enemies, your greatest of challenges, that everything in your life that doesn't make sense right now, that seems too hard to fight against, to come against, will you take it today in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ? Would you believe that He really is the manifested champion in your life, in your heart, in your soul, in every situation of your life? He is worthy. He is undefeated. He is able. Lift your voice and praise Him even now. Bless the name of the Lord forever and forever. I've been praying something now for almost two years in the miracles of Jesus Christ that we would see the manifested miracles of him in reality in this life and that even those who are the ungodly would give him glory, would begin to declare his praises. I believe that God can take the mute and make them to speak again. I believe that he can speak to those and through those who have never uttered a word in their life. I've been praying for God to do that. I've been praying for God to take the media and let the media start giving God glory and not even understand why they're giving him glory. That they will start speaking the name of Jesus Christ and not even know why they're giving honor to him. But I'm praying for more than that. I'm praying for those who are not sharing their story. I'm praying for those who are not talking about a champion to suddenly stop talking about everything else and talk about Jesus. Raise up Jesus. Lift up Jesus. As they have never done it to your waitress, to your server to your teacher, to your boss, share Jesus. I'm, I'm praying for those that have been saying the wrong thing spiritually for far too many years that God would touch mouth, tongue, and lips and they would begin to say the right things, things of the Spirit, things of God, things of love, things of mercy, things of grace make a difference. Uh, I, uh, Man, these guys are so anointed every Sunday. You, you just get lost. Don't you appreciate what God does through Brian, Tanya, and the entire, entire group, the entire choir? I'm so thankful. And I, I don't ever want to miss God. I'm glad that one of my toughest problems is knowing when to interrupt and when not to interrupt. When, when to step up and not to step, just to let God be God. And so I'm... I, I'll do my best to give you the message I think God put on my heart. Not keep you too long this morning, but just turn to your neighbor, tell someone you should have left it there. You should have left it there. I know you didn't want to, but you should have left it there. Lift your hands toward the Quins this morning.
Never forget that this altar is always open. This altar is always open. Kelly, if you will, just lay your hands on her right there and pray with her. Father, in Jesus' name, minister today. As long as the altar is open, people are coming. God, we are here to pray. We're here to make, move and make a difference. Bless the Lord. Bless the Lord. Go to Genesis chapter 19. Genesis chapter 19. And uh, when the morning dawned, the angels urged the lot to hurry. Remain standing for the reading of God's word, if you would. Urged lot to hurry. Arise and take your wife and your daughters who are here lest you be consumed with the punishment upon this city. And while he lingered, the men took hold of his hand and his wife's hand and his daughter's hands. And, and the Lord being merciful to him, and they brought him out and set him outside the city. Outside. And so it came to pass when they had, they had brought them outside that he said, escape for your life. Might it be this morning there's one individual in the house that this is the day you escape with your life. It's not tomorrow. It's not next week. It's today that you get out of here with your life. Do not look behind you. Say that with me. Do not look behind you. Do, just do not. Nor stay anywhere in the plain. Escape to the mountains because if you don't, you will be destroyed. Tough word. Verse 26. But Lot's wife, who was behind him, looked back and she became a pillar of salt. I believe this literally, verifiably through the word of God happened. She became, there were extreme consequences for that inability to look forward and to be lost in looking back. God, add your anointing to your word. Anoint your people to receive it, to respond to it, to retain it. I pray, God, that somehow today, you would work with me and walk with me and talk with me and talk through me, speak through me, that somehow a life could be challenged and changed. In Jesus' name, amen. You can be seated this morning. Would you agree with me that some people just have a hard time letting go? A difficult time letting go of the past situations, circumstances, I have a keen memory, especially about negative things that happen in my life. It's hard to let go. It's hard to forget. Lance Brown was a Georgia ex-con. And he left prison on robbery charges, but then threw bricks through a federal building in 2011 because he was tired of being homeless and being hungry. It was like trying to decide between two prisons. In reality, in reality, something in his life should have been left alone before he went to prison the very first time. Something should have been avoided. Something that he held too tightly to, he should have let go of it and moved forward. Eda Lopez 
walked up and unprovoked, smacked a sheriff's deputy as he left his shift at the Sacramento County Jail. Simply because inside the jail, she was angry because she was forced to stop smoking. She wanted her way out of a prison that she had created. She wanted her way in a prison that she had created. Frank J. Morocco was 46 years old, an ex-con from Amherst, New York, who suffered from leukemia. He served 20 years for felony drug conspiracy. He couldn't afford health insurance upon his release from prison. So instead, he shoplifted with the intent of being arrested again. All he had to do was violate his parole to get back into a prison that he was free to leave. First of all, this morning, you need to know and we need to be reminded that nothing or no one can hold us in a prison that we were not meant to be in to begin with because he that the son sets free is free indeed. Why do people want to go back? God's given you every opportunity to get out but you keep holding on again and again and you should have left it all but it drives you crazy to think that you've got to let something go because God wants you to let it go and not because you don't have the control to say yes or no you should have left it there it's addictive it's alluring it's enticing but you know that God wants you to leave it there or to leave it here it was easier it was more convenient it was less resistant but I should have left it There, I've been hurt and I can't talk about it. I've been disappointed, let down, but I have made a decision that in spite of circumstances, I will leave it here on this day, this morning, at this time. Sin tried to stop me and Satan tried to grab me and seduction tried to hold me, but I decided that I I will leave this where it was meant to be left. I can't explain my pain. I don't have to compare and I don't have time to compare my wounds with others. I've been offended more times than I can count, but I know that God told me to leave it alone and that's why Paul said in Philippians 3.13 Pastor Sergeant forgetting those things which are behind. I press toward the mark for the prize. It's something something to desire. It's something to want. It's something to long for. I press toward the prize of the high calling of God in Christ Jesus. That's why Jesus said in Luke 9, 62, don't ever put your hand to the plow and take your hand off the plow and look back. That's why Paul said, all things have passed away and behold what? All things are become, are become new. Isaiah said, remember not the former things of old. Neither consider the things of old. God spoke through Isaiah and said, I will do a new thing and now it shall spring forth. Shall, listen, he said, we quote that part, but he says, shall you not know it? In other words, you become responsible for what you know. God said, stop focusing on the past. Get your mind geared into today. You're responsible for it. He said, you know it. And... uh, uh, 
I will make a way in the wilderness. I will make rivers in the desert. Isaiah said that God said, I am he that blots out your transgressions for my own sake and I will not remember your sins. God said, I'm not just doing it for you. I am the sovereign eternal God of heaven and earth and I'm doing this for my sake because in your sin, my glory would consume you and my glory would do away with the very thing that I love and I've created. But for my sake, I have forgotten about your past. Oh, if I could just get over that. Oh, I would be a better person if I could just get past that. God said it's not an option. You know. Get past it for my sake. And I will bless you. They crucified Josh. They crucified Jesus. But he said, Father... What? Forgive them. They don't know what they are doing. It's, Ryan, it's amazing. I added like four or five T's to this. It's amazing what you can get past if you really want to. Lift your hands right now. Praise him for, for what it is that we are able to get past. In other words, forgive them. They don't know what they're doing, but, but uh, I've made up my mind. I will get past this. Now, that cross was and is a big, big cross. This wasn't some easy, just some, something flowing out of his mouth like we talked about earlier. He said, Father, I'm on this cross. I'm enduring this pain, but for, I can forgive them. Forgive them. They, they don't know what they are even, even doing. It's a big cross. The thief said, we are getting what we, what we deserve, but remember me. Put me back together when you come into your, into your kingdom. And he left it all at the cross. Jesus said, Father, into your hands. I commend my spirit and he left it at Calvary. I said the cross is a big cross. You're going through some things in your life this morning. It is a big deal. It's a tough cross to carry. It's a hard time. It seems like it's a desperate time but I want you to know even though the cross is big, God is the God of big mercy and the God of big grace and the God of big help to pull you through it. A big God, a strong God. And when I leave it there, it stays there. I took, I took my sin. Tanya, you, you may never have sinned in your life. You, Brian told me you were as close to perfect as they come. But, but I have, I've had some big sin in my life. I stand before you transparent today. I've blown it a few times. I've messed up some things a few times in my life, Brother Roach. I, I, I miss God at some places when I, when I should have been a little more sensitive to what he had to say. And what, 
what he wanted for my life and for my family and for my church. And I missed him, but I'm glad that his grace was bigger than my mess. His mercy was bigger than my mess up. And when I, when I, Noah, when I take it to the cross, when, when I take it to him, the blood keeps it there. It is the blood of Jesus. That's why we sing, there's power in the blood, wonder-working power in the blood. The blood keeps it there. When I take Satan to the cross, when I bring Satan to this altar, the cross restrains him there and keeps him there. I don't have to take him back out. Listen, Lot has to leave some things in Sodom. You have to leave some things in 2022. In one of the most perverse stories and truths in all the word of God, Lot has protected angels, two angels, but he has offered two virgin daughters to the men of the city in order to have their will with them and their way with them. And you said, Pastor, we're not living in a day. <laughs> Minds mixed up. I thought, how, how perverse. These men want angels sexually and Lot should want out. These men are trying to get in and Lot should be trying to get out. You talk about depraved. You talk about a confused man. You talk about extremes. You talk about a guy that is theologically challenged. Godly enough to protect angels but perverted enough to offer his own kids. Oriental, it's important that you know oriental hospitality guarantees protection of your guest with your life. I'll protect all that visits me with my life. I'm willing to give everything. I'm standing up for what is holy. I'm standing up for what is right. Bless God. Listen, you are in trouble when your tradition gets in the way of your own transformation. You are in trouble when tradition means more than the life-saving transformation and the power of Jesus Christ in his church right here and right now on January 1, 2023. We worship trans, we worship, God help us, tradition more than the God of transformation. And I'll, I'll protect what I say is holy and I've declared to be holy and what seems to be from God and I'll sacrifice my own family, I'll sacrifice my own church, I'll sacrifice the way of tomorrow in order to preserve the way of the past. Turn to your neighbor and just say, God's trying to get you out of some things. You think I'm talking to the prostitute. You think I'm talking to the drug addict. You think I'm talking to the thief. I'm talking to the church this morning. There are some things that God. But then it hit me. Philip, man, 
Boy, I'm, I'm preaching that to myself and I'm thinking, man, that's... And, and then it hits me that just when I think I'm so much better and I, th- <laughs> I think I'm so holy and I think I've been in the church all my life, I'm so indignant that a father could offer his own daughters to be raped and abused for the sake of what he thinks is from God. And it gets even more convoluted than that. Read the rest of the chapter because the word says that that after they lose their mother, after their mother dies, that both of those girls get their father drunk on separate nights and sleep with him and both of them become pregnant. They've not talked to God. They've not had any interaction with God. They just do what they think because it seems to be the right thing to do. We can be so wrong in our right sometimes and not even realize it. And, uh, but then it hits me. Just about the time I get real angry at Lot, I realize that God is still talking to him. In all of this, God is talking to him and angels are walking with him. I've got angels walking with me and I've got God talking to me in, in, in the most incredibly messed up situation of my life. And so it is this morning. I hope that I can bring hope to someone and tell you that in the midst of this convoluted, messed up, mixed up situation in your life, I want to remind you that God said, you tell someone today that I am still talking to them. I'm still walking with you. I still believe in you. I still have a passion for you. Lift your hands if you've ever been there, if you've ever been in that place when you didn't even feel worthy for God to talk to you. I did the inconceivable, I fought the unthinkable. When you stoop lower than low can go, you don't deserve it, you're not worthy. It's the exact opposite of what God wants you to be, but God is talking to you. And I believe today that he will speak to you again if you're willing to hear from him. Lots of messed up individual and that messes me up because I wanna go back in time. I, I wanna go back to the future. I wanna, try, I wanna machine just climb and go and I just wanna, I wanna pound them just a little bit. You ever feel that way about people? Don't raise your hand. God loves you when you don't feel like there's even anything there for God to love. God cares for you when you don't even think God sees or hears or cares about anything in your your life. And the blood of Christ redeems me every time through every sin. And because of that God, even though, even though I'm, I'm, I'm in a mixed up situation, he's trying his best to get me out of this situation. 
to get me out. Out because a mob is trying to kill them. Out because the city, if the city is not destroyed, the city will destroy them and will destroy him. Out because his own sons-in-law, his own family have mocked him for his faith. Maybe I'm talking to someone this morning. You're in that very situation. Your own family, your own mother, your own dad. They have mocked you and belittled you and put you down. You, you felt castigated and, and you have felt separated from everything that should be some semblance of normalcy in your life. My dad is here this morning and I am a product of what he poured into me as a child, as a young man. I am a product of his faith in God. I am a product because of the life that I've watched him live. But not everyone has that, but even in my own family has been a witness to that or experienced that. You say, Pastor, when I just didn't feel like anyone else cared, I want you to know God is still speaking to you today. And I want you to listen. If you don't leave it, and you don't leave it here, it may be before you, you get up and walk through these doors today. If you don't leave it here, God said, I'm trying to tell you that what you won't leave, it will kill you. It will take all that you value, all that you are. It will utterly destroy you if you don't leave it here. uh, Verse 15, the angel said, get your wife, get your daughters, and get them out or you will be consumed in the iniquity of this city. It's all coming down. This is a last chance moment. There's no going back. God's doing his best right here this morning on January 1 to get you out. God said, call upon me in the day of trouble and I will deliver you and you shall glorify me. That's a promise of deliverance and a promise for a reason to praise. Oh, thank God today. Don't you enjoy magnifying and praising God? Don't you enjoy his presence when we come in? God said, I'm telling you, I'll get you out of this and I'll bring you into the euphoria of what it is to know my presence. The Lord is my rock and my fortress and my deliverer. The psalmist said the righteous cry and the Lord hears and delivers them out of all their troubles. Would you praise him right now? If God ever cared enough to get you out of something in your life. What is God? He's saying, listen, Bart, there's something important here. Joey, there's something worth stopping and paying attention to here. I'm talking about your wife. I'm talking about your husband. I'm talking about your kids. I'm not just speaking to hear myself talk. I'm telling you, I'm dealing with some important issues in your life right here. 2023, it's your wife, it's your husband, it's your marriage, it's your children. The angel said, God's trying to help you get those girls and get out. And the word says in verse 16, what what many of us have done and we are still doing, the word said that lot lingered. Paul, I'll just hang out here a little while. You know, 
God, God won't take his blessing from me just because, of, just because I'm pausing. God, I, I won't miss the deliverance of God just because I'm, I'm lingering. I, I won't miss my opportunity because I'm trying to use wisdom. Things that we convince ourselves are so righteous. God is saying, that's just a bunch of baloney. I'm trying to get you to move right now. And uh, I'm just lost in this perpetual state of lingering. I found it interesting in Kendra Cherry's cognitive psychology article called Forgetting. That interference theory tells us it's what we put between us and a memory that counts. What we put between the memory and us that counts. In other words, if you don't keep it close, you will lose it. If you don't remember the euphoria of being saved and giving your life to the Lord and what God did through you in ministry, he said, you'll, you'll forget it. You gotta keep it close. The problem with some folks is they keep all the hurt so close, but the blessings of God are just out there lingering and wandering. Lot's wife missed it all. So something happened to me yesterday. Kelly and I decided Friday, or earlier this week, we would run up Friday and just have one evening with her brothers and their wives for Christmas. So we went to Chattanooga and we had dinner with them, a lovely time, great time. No accidents, no speeding tickets, thankfully. We get up, we go to our other brother's home and he, we do breakfast there yesterday morning and we leave, it's a quick trip, we're on our way back and uh, I'm thinking coming up 22, I'm thinking, whew, no tickets, no, uh, no accidents, God you've protected us, you've kept us. And I'm thinking, wouldn't it be crazy if something happened this close to home. I'm not lying to you. I no sooner get off exit 85. I turn on my signal and I properly change lanes. And I've had this happen before and it didn't stop many, many years ago. This guy tries to make a U-turn from the right-hand lane. There's a break, there's a median, and, and you could, but he tries to make it through me. And I, I lay on the horn, I'm hitting brakes. I'm, if it hadn't been for the median being there, I would have been hit. And the guy finally comes on the cross and uh, he turns around. Dramatic effect. <laughs> he turns around and he starts cursing me. I'm praying God sanctify, sanctify, sanctify. <laughs> and then my wife, you know her, Kelly, she says something I don't think I've ever heard her say before in her life. She said, you were totally faultless in all of that. Yeah, buddy. I had to pause. I went from aggravation to jubilation. 
in such a short amount of time. All the way home, thank you, God. Thank you, God, not for deliverance, but for what my wife just said. Thank <laughs> but I noticed something. As we come down 78 or up 78 or west 78, whatever it is, I noticed that even though there had been no contact, both mirrors on the side of my car have closed in. I don't mean just the mirror part. I mean that that holds the mirror. They have both closed in on the sides of my car. And I thought that's odd because I can't see behind me. And when we got a little closer to home at a red light, I said, Kelly, just, just push that mirror back out, if you will, and I did the same thing. Later in the afternoon, when we got back, I came over here and I was in here. When I went back out and got in my car, the windows, the mirrors had closed in again. And I thought, that's odd. And so I pushed them up. When I got up this morning and, and, I, and I got in, in, into my car in the garage and I started backing out, I noticed that both of my mirrors had closed in again. I don't know what's causing that because like most of you, I've not read the manual. And, and just because I don't know what's causing it does not mean that it cannot be repaired, that there's not a solution, that there's not a resolution because normalcy says that they have to be extended in order for me to see back and to look back. And I've, I've realized in my life, I've been through seasons and times just like that, when God had to close the mirrors, but just for a season or a time, for a safety measure, whatever it might be, that God had to close the windows so that I would stop looking back. Because I didn't need to see. He's saying, Pastor, I'm saying there's a way to repair those. There's a way to, to fix the situation. I just don't know it yet. And I'm saying to someone this morning, I'm trying to encourage you, stop lingering in something just because it's convenient and it's easy and you don't have all the answers for tomorrow yet. You can't. You, one thing is God said, I'm trying to tell you, you may not know everything that's out there, but whatever you do for safety's sake, you've got to keep looking back. You've got to stop looking back there. Stand with me this morning. So Lot has allowed himself to be distracted. So much interference between him and the voice of God. I want to tell you this morning, I want to... I want to I hope the Spirit of God looks right at you, speaks right into your, to your heart. The reason you cannot leave some things here, the reason you cannot leave some things at the cross is because too much has gotten between you and God, too much interference, and you are not even hearing the voice of God clearly anymore. But I'm thankful today, aren't you? Tanya, I'm thankful for supernatural escapes. I'm thankful for those times when I was just too stubborn or thought I had it all together or just too naive. The word said the angels put their hands on Lot, his wife, and his daughter, that they, they physically lifted them up and moved them 
out of the city. To me, I don't know about you, that would be, that would be quite a miracle. That's why Jesus said to Peter, he said, Satan, get thee behind me. He loved Peter, passionately cared about him. But he knew that if he allowed that influence to get too close and to come up alongside, that that influence would be what would shape his trip toward the cross. And so as much as he loved something or someone, there are times in your life, it doesn't mean you abandon them or give up, but there is a season where God says, as close as they are to you, get behind me. Because I can see what you can't see. Who for the joy of the cross, for the joy of what followed the cross, Jesus went. And Jesus could see that on, just on the other side of that big cross that there was resurrection power. And not only that, but after that, there would be Pentecostal power. And what I'm telling you is this today, you're so locked in on the cross, you're so locked in on what you have to lay down that you can't see the joy that's beyond what it is that God's asking you to give up, to move past. I'm thankful there are times in my life, Brian, when I was too naive, when I was too ignorant, when I didn't understand, even where I was, Cheryl, that God knew exactly where I was. I'm thankful for supernatural time. How many of you still believe in the supernatural? When God put his hands on me, the Holy Spirit put his power inside me, and he moved me from here to here and made my life different. Noah, come here. Joey, Jody, come here. You don't even know it. Maybe you do, maybe you don't. And I'm not calling these two people angels in the physical sense. But I believe that God has put two angels on either side of you. He has divinely placed these two into your life. And when you don't even know to do it yourself, they know how to get you from this point to that point because God has ordered your steps. And he has a divine you. A divine opportunity for you. A divine ministry for you. It's beyond what you've known in the earthly. It's beyond what you've known in the physical. It's, it's worth fighting through. It's worth making your way through. God said, just hold on. I know how to move you when you don't know how to move yourself. And the word of God said, Lot's contrary wife looked back anyway. And I'm not being sexist. It could have been the husband, whatever it might have been. She just looked back and the word said, I want to tell you something. Sometimes God's, a moment is so divine. A moment is so holy. A moment is so much from God that if you refuse it and you reject it, he will hold you instantly responsible for his word to you. 
He said, don't look back. She looked back and the word said she became a pillar of salt. And our problem sometimes is not just moving forward from those who have turned, from those who have made up their own mind and their own decisions. We're going back and we're trying to pick up the pillar and we're trying to carry the pillar of salt with us. God said, I love you enough to bring you one more word as we enter into this new year that there's some things you need to let go. Some things you need to move on from. And I I believe God spoke this to me yesterday. He said, if you don't, it's it's going to kill you. And for some, it may be a spiritual death, but for some, it may be a a literal physical death. God said, it's going to kill you if you don't let it go. Heads are bowed, eyes are closed. me, says the Lord. Make yourself ready to receive and to respond. For even in this day, this moment, in this hour, I will speak to you. Obey me. Walk in my ways. Respond to my voice and I will heal you. Respond to my voice and I will transform you. I will transform your situation. Respond to my voice and I will move you when you cannot move yourself. For I am God, I am able, and I have ordered it for your life. It is not the vehicle, says the Lord. It is not the way, the tradition, the how, or the why. But it is me, and I will move you. It is me, and I will heal your hurt, and I will heal your heart. It is me, declares the Lord, and I will move you according to my will. For I am holy, I am sovereign, and I hold you in the palm of my hand. Praise the Lord for his word today. Listen this morning. God's still a God of supernatural escapes. If there's something that you need to leave here before you go back out through those doors today, right now is the time to come. This altar is open. Will you do that? Will you respond to what I believe is the voice of the Lord, what I believe that God has sovereignly said to us this morning? It may not be monumental. It may be something that seems so small, but you know you're carrying it. You know that what is small is becoming larger, and and it's hard to carry. The weight is increasing. And you know that if you don't address it now, you will have to address it later.
Would you lift your hands and just honor God today? Lift your hands and honor his, his word, his warning, his prophetic word that promises escape and promises us a future. We will look to him and trust him. Can I get some people that know how to pray? Can I, I get some men, women, young, old that will just come and surround those that are here this morning that need a, a hand on their shoulder that and he's someone who will just kneel behind him and support him. If you can't come, lift your hands right where you are. If, if you can help it, don't leave yet. If you need to be somewhere, I understand. But if you can't, can you just sovereignly, it might be your prayer that saves the life. It might be your obedience that stops the hand of death, stops the hand of the enemy in the days to come. there be a hand on every shoulder. Somebody praying for every heart. Pray like your life depends on it. Pray like it's your future. Pray like it's your family, your mother, your daughter, your son. God, I pray for our church. I, I pray for our people. I pray for that one mother, that one father, that one son, that one daughter. That God might look back today when your voice declares for obedience and, and your voice declares that we are to hear and listen and obey the word of God. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus.